0: Well, welcome to another Nick Hawkes podcast. Let's talk about Bob Dylan, the pop folk legend of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And he spoke once of a time when he crashed his 500cc Triumph motorbike in 1966. And he said that the accident caused him to withdraw from public life for a while. And during this time, he recorded a song called Sign on the Cross which was released in 1971. It would seem that something spiritual was starting to stir in Bob and he was not at all sure that his life was currently on the right track. Uh, He sang, quote, Yes, but I know in my head that we're all so misled and it's that old sign on the cross that worries me. Now the sign on the top of the cross... uh, where Jesus, when Jesus was crucified, actually said this. It said, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. So here's the question. Is Jesus really King? Uh, is the possibility that he, that he might be, is that something that has ever worried you as well? Well, whether or not Jesus really is King uh, is a question that, well, each of us needs to get right. I mean, either Jesus is God i.e. Lord of all, or he is not. There's not much room uh, for manoeuvre, so you need to make a choice. If Jesus is Lord and King of all, then he deserves all your loyalty. And if he's not, he deserves nothing. It is ironic that shortly before his murder, John Lennon recorded the song, Serve Yourself. And he did this in response to a 1979 song that Bob Dylan wrote uh, in his Christian years called Gotta Serve Somebody. Uh, The song written by Dylan won him a Grammy Award for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance. Lennon's answer to the sign on the cross was to ignore it and, quote, serve yourself. But was he right? What do you think? Uh, Many rock music commentators wrote dismissively about uh, Bob Dylan's encounter with Jesus. Evidently, he went back to his hotel after a gig, uh, feeling pretty jaded with his celebrity world of booze, drugs, sex and endless performances. Uh, As he contemplated this, he had a a vision, evidently, of Jesus Christ, uh, clearly portrayed as King of Kings. And this caused him to embrace Christianity and to begin a period of his career which people have dubbed the Gospel Years. And This was generally reckoned to have occurred between 1979 and and 1981. The first public expression of Dylan's newfound faith in God came with the album Slow Train Coming. He gathered together a group of studio musicians, uh, excellent musicians actually, including the guitarist uh, Mark Knopfler. And they produced a bunch of songs, including Gotta Serve Somebody and When He Returns and Man Gave Names to All the Animals. That left no one in doubt about his faith. And his conversion infuriated many of his fans. According to music writer Michael Simmons, The reason for this was, quote, Dylan represented free thinking, anti-establishment values, you know, don't follow leaders. And here he was following the ultimate leader. (laughs) Well, evidently, the self-appointed custodians of rock culture would prefer that we do what we want and not follow any ultimate leader. Autonomy from God. Throwing God's love and purpose in his face and living for self is one of the best descriptions of sin that I've ever heard. In reality, the desire to be our own God, to have nothing bigger than ourselves to believe in, is, well, pretty shallow, sterile, unfulfilling form of freedom, isn't it? It offers no ultimate good to hope for, no final resolution of evil, No forgiveness of sins, no purpose for existence, no hope for eternity, no godly transformation of character. It just offers the loneliness of being meaningless, temporary, and self-obsessed. It may be oh so trendy, but spurning the love of the ultimate leader comes at a terrible cost. It comes at the cost of truth, meaning and hope. So please don't get sucked in by it. Instead, rebel against the convention of being anti-God and find your true meaning. I'm Nick Hawkes.